Hey, bee lovers. Welcome to the best beekeeping podcast around. To be or not to be in the bee yard. Join our two beekeepers, Rebecca and Michelle, as they make beekeeping fun and uncomplicated. Double the beekeeping experience, double the opinions, double the fun. Hello. <laughs> so I'm Michelle. I'm Rebecca. And we are um, going to talk about bees. We are. Yeah. So I had to tang a swarm in my driveway this week. Have you ever tanged a, a hive? No. Mm-mm. It's the coolest thing. Did it work? Sort of. It's Sort of? Have you had it work before? Yeah, many times. Ah, okay. No, I've never tried it. So tanging is where um, when a hive decides to swarm, you can, and, and I'm kind of confused on this. I'm not really sure I know the thing. I think the queen goes last in a swarm. I think she's the last one to leave. This is my theory. And you get two pieces of metal. So sometimes I get a pot and a pan or I get two wrenches or something, depending on whether I'm in the front yard or backyard. And you bang them and the metal put vibrations out there and it literally stops them from swarming and they flip and go back in. They reverse swarm. And I think it's because the queen hasn't left yet. And so you've put these vibrations in the air that upset the bees. And so you have to catch it before it ends. Yes. So you have to catch the swarm in action of yes. swarming. Yes. You, you Once they're at the tree and it looks all calm, that's too late. Oh, I don't know. I've heard people say that they have tanged a swarm down from a tree back, you know, into a into box. A, like but into I, the old box? I don't know. Okay. I have I never, don't know. I've never had that work. But mid I should have tanged that huge hive on that tree. I don't think that one works. That would have been interesting to see where they went back. Yeah. Because they did not come from my hives. I told you that. Five queens. Seven. Oh, seven. Yeah. So where did, which queen did they follow? Right. But if you get the mid-flight, I think the vibrations in the air is what causes them to to turn back around. Interesting. Now. We should test this. How? Well, during the fall flow, you might have a swarm. Okay. So how would you test this? Well, you'd have to catch it. Oh, you mean test the tagging or test yeah. if the queen oh i thought you were going to yeah. test if the queen leaves first or last oh no i don't care about that yeah i don't know how to figure <laughs> that out so what usually happens when i have some a hive swarm in my backyard is i run out in whatever i'm wearing with a pot and a pan and i run around my yard and i'm usually yelling something along the lines of not on my watch you biatches and how long have you lived there. at your property 20 plus years oh my gosh <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I have this image. <laughs> yeah, the, the image is right. I'm is it, is it accurate? Yard. Yeah, I'm running around okay. the yard, banging and going, oh "Not my on my watches! Get back in that hive! Why don't you love me?" That is hilarious. Pretty much. In the front yard the other day, we're talking. My kids were over, and we're all standing in the driveway talking. And Matt goes, "Um, that hive is swarming," and I'm like, "Oh crap! Give me two wrenches, stop!" So he runs and gets me two wrenches and we bang them together. And it did reverse. But then I went to get my suit because I was going to move them out of that box and into, they were in a temporary box. I was going to move into a box with a queen excluder. And when I went, they they were all gone. So I'm not really sure. How long it lasts? No, I mean, I didn't leave the driveway. Like we hmm. talked for a little bit longer. So it tang- you tanged them back, well, but then I they t- left. I tanged them. And it looked like they all went back, but it, we may have just been too ah. late. We may have been on the tail end. It looked like they stopped swarming, but they may have just been finished swarming in the first place. However, it's an exciting thing to do. And when it does work, it's even more exciting. 
Oh, yeah. Dang. Something else I need to put in my car. You, you don't yell? No. Have you seen this one? Do I happen? look like the person that would be yelling out in my bee yard? Really? That's what you get from my personality? What do you get from my personality? I don't get that at all. <laughs> No, I was trying I was that. trying to think as you're describing this I'm trying to think of what I do so when I have you know be swarm and I'm I'm you just watch it happen see where they go and then go try to recapture yeah, them I, yeah I don't do anything I just watch them and go I yeah I watch them to see where they're going sure okay have you ever gotten your car and driven around looking for a swarm that you saw go no. out of your sight? Well, in a certain no, if I, I usually walk. I don't drive. You don't have fences. Right. But I don't have enough roads mm-hmm. oh, okay. to do that. Okay. I mean, I've got a highway and a county road and a county road. Right, right. So I wouldn't be able to find it. See, right. So we've got a subdivision that backs up to our yeah, house. So, so I I'm, put my children in the car and said, come on. Yeah. So it was a little different. Get someone at each window. So walking, finding yeah. them while they're walking. You know, I can... Yeah. It, I can find them that way. Yeah, see, they'll take off and they'll they'll go over a house and like you know I'm like oh they went that way on that street so we all yeah. go on the car and then everybody gets a window and yeah we just drive around really slow. Yeah, now them. if they cross over eighty, then I usually just let them go. Okay, so let's say you were driving down the road. Yeah, and you saw a swarm and it was that has happened to me before. I've been on in traffic on eighty. Okay, so a swarm came in forty flew, flew over you. Yes. And I was in traffic, and I almost pulled over to follow it. Right. I've done that. It was awesome. I mean, you're like, oh, it actually sort of darkens the sun like a cloud. Yeah, it was. It was, And, yeah. and nobody else. I looked around the cars because it was notices. it was stop traffic. It yeah. was, you know, bumper to bumper. And I thought, oh, my gosh, why is nobody else reacting? And right. yeah, I didn't have any equipment with me. Yeah, I've been in a parking lot, too, and had them fly over. And yeah, it's just around. a lost opportunity. Yeah, see someone else standing there watching it, too. Yeah. Um, but it, my question is, if you were driving down the road yeah. and you saw a tree and it was, I don't know, maybe a, a fence that you could easily, and there was no house or anything, it was just... How would you, we get them? You would pop the fence, you would hop the fence on yeah. someone else's property? Yeah. Would you? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> You're smiling at me. <laughs> um, it, it's something we think about. I haven't had that really come what, up. What would be the issue? Trespassing? Yes. They're not there. People in Texas have guns. Um... Some people don't ask questions if you're on their property. Yeah. I mean, the suit is kind of a giveaway, but. Yeah, I would do it. Would you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if there was a house right there and I could tell whose fence it was, oh, I'd probably go tell I'd go knock on yeah, the. No, I, I definitely I'd go would tell do them. that. But if we're out in the middle of nowhere and they own 200 acres and I'm in their southeast corner and I can't see their house, you know, it's sure, on the other side, sure. I'm going to jump the fence. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Why not? I've had yeah. people ask me to remove bees from their neighbor's property i have had that question too that's interesting no and i'm like no i can't do that (laughs) (laughs) cannot i've also had people ask me to remove so not just a a swarm but an actual established hive off of like a common city property and i'm like "Uh, Uh, i have to have they're owned by somebody right i have to have permission from yeah from the city because somebody had to have permission to put them on city property to begin with so why aren't they having the conversation with the city no no it's like in a um like a water meter box or something oh in like an easement oh okay or or i mean mean, not like your yeah you have to have permission from the city anytime you're in the city limits or working in the water meters it's um i believe it's illegal to open those and i guess that's where you're asking me where i draw my line you're asking me am i going to cross over and trespass to go get something off of somebody's yard Mm -hmm. property that's right there that i can see Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would do that. Am I going to go open a water meter 
You can get the bees out without the city knowing? No. Oh, now, see, the homeowner, if it's like um, not even a water meter, they're sprinkler repair boxes or No, if like it's that. in the sprinkler repair box, that's fine. But the minute it's in the city water meter, that's their water. That's oh, different. Oh, no, I, I do those all day long. Huh. But what I won't do is I won't go onto like a parkway. Okay. And so Is that here? Yeah. Huh. And someone was like, Interesting. I need you to come get these bees. I was walking on this parkway, this big prairie, and I saw them. It's owned by the city on the easement. And I'm like, well, the city has to call. Nobody is going to go onto. So you'll go get them out of the water meters well, that are owned by the city, but you won't go get them out of the Because the, the homeowner has asked me, and even though it's. Because in, it's on the homeowner's property? It's in the easement ditch right in front of their property, usually. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's in the easement that they don't technically own. Yes. That they still have to yes. take care of. Yes. That's owned by the city. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> I, okay, so this is where you draw your... I'm just asking where you draw your line, because our lines are obviously different. They are. They are yeah, yeah, this is a very interesting conversation. Yeah. I feel that as far as the homeowner is concerned, that's, they, they don't always know it's an easement, and they kind of feel that that is sort of their property. So I feel pretty confident. And I feel pretty confident that if the homeowner has asked me, sometimes they have weird keys. Yeah. And I've even had the homeowner go down to the city to get a copy of the key they need to open, like, the metal ones. Well, I have no problem with that because at some point they've had a conversation of why do you need this key. Exactly. I have no problem with that. I just have a problem with liability sure. in regards to opening that. Yeah. I think they frown upon you opening them. It's the whole point of the key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, so teach me. But now you can buy the keys. Yes. Did you know that? You yes, can go I down. Have. And three I, or four copies. Yeah. Different sizes. Different sizes. Yeah. yeah. That I keep in, in my bag. So right. I don't mind doing water meters. But and, I'd and rather I'd rather the city call me for them. I'd rather them know that I'm doing it. Yeah. I mean, technically, so. the city could call me and I wouldn't even have to tell the homeowner because it's in right. the basement. See, I do the other way around. I do. The city calls me uh-huh. and I go pick them up and yeah. I don't need to speak to the homeowner. Now, sometimes they'll come out uh-huh. and I'll let them know what I'm doing. But the minute the city calls me. I don't need to speak to the homeowner. Oh, I still knock on their door until I'm there. Oh, I don't. I'm very nice. I I am nice. It's not not being nice. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I have these huge white and red boxes that I put out there that say bees. It has my contact information on it. It says warning because I leave them there all day Uh-oh. and let the bees come back. Okay. And then I go pick them up at night. Oh, that's very nice. See? I, don't I am very that. nice. I just I get, the I get all of the foragers. No, I get the queen. No, and I put tape and let the yeah. So everybody knows my out. boxes yeah. in my city. Everybody knows them, and they know, you know. And, and and sometimes they come out. Sometimes neighbors come out, and sure, I'll have conversations with them. But I don't go and purposely, you know, knock on the door. Right. No, I do. I was talking. Everybody, give my business card. So you're saying it's a lost opportunity. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Have you ever rolled up on like a water meter or something small like that where another beekeeper has left a... Yes. uh, (laughs) Are you asking me if I've cleaned up after another beekeeper? Well... Yes. Well... well, (laughs) Is it frustrating? Yes. It's not even that that you clean up. It's that they just set a hive next to this water meter... And they hope that the bees will move in. I have had beginner beekeepers 
do that. Right. I haven't had experienced beekeepers do that. Oh, I, I don't know who it is. I mean, I just get there. No, I've had these conversations. People oh, right. have called me and said, "Oh yeah, hey, I'm going to do this. Will this work? And I go, hey, oh. it's good to hear from you. No, <laughs> it won't work, but I'll tell you how to do it. Right. Yeah. But yeah. no, I, I, I'm busy today and I can't come by and help you, but this is how you do it. And I know you can do it. Yeah. And they no, go, no, I've, my way's much easier. And I'm going to go for it. Right. I don't think it's going to work. You no. got to get the queen out. Right. <laughs> good luck. Uh, I have, I have just, people have called me and they'll be like, someone came by and, and put a box here and baited it. And I'm like, no. And baited it. Sure. With like, you know, lemongrass oil or whatever. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, this is what I always whatever. say. This is what I always <laughs> tell people. If someone rolled an RV up into your driveway and just left it, would you move out of your house into the RV? And everybody's like, no, no. I'm like, right. These are the same. Thank you. Why would they, all their furniture is over here. Why yeah. would they move to start all over again? Yeah. There's no, unless you put it on top of the water meter and covered their hole. But no, then you'd kill all the ones on the You'd kill the queen. No, No, I have had people do that next to trees. Oh, sure, sure. I've seen people do that too. Like, we're going to get the bees out of the tree by offering them this great box. And I'm like, they like the tree better. Right. (laughs) Their furniture's all here. Yeah. They don't want to But you go ahead. You go do it. Let me know. Have you ever done a trap out? I have done one. So a trap out is when bees... But I don't enjoy them. So I don't... It takes a long time. Yeah, it takes a long time and a lot of energy. Okay. So so bees are in a tree or an unwanted spot that you can't cut open. Right. And you put a wire cone over the entrance... So the bees can fly out of their hive, but they can't get back into it. Right, because they can't find the hole. Right, they can't find the little hole. Because you've created a... a, Narrowed this cone to a very tiny hole that they can... uh, Two bees can walk out side by side. And we've taken the hole out of the back of a nuke box and slid, slid it over the cone... So when yeah. they come out, they actually have to go. Through. So if you put right, so if you put that next to a box or attach a box to it, yeah, right. So the bees actually have to go through the box to leave. Well, eventually, because they can't get back in, they move into the nuke box, and then the bees in the tree are getting hungry because there's no foragers bringing them any food, and they use up all theirs. And then you come along at some point and you put a frame of brood in there and the nurse bees and the queens smell that and they walk out into the box. Or you smoke them out. You drill the holes. That's what I did. Oh. Yeah. So I, I, you, you make that cone. Yeah. You make that cone Uh and then you drill the holes into the tree where you think the hive is. Below it. Yes. Or behind it. And you smoke them, and you smoke them, and you smoke them, and you just irritate the you-know-what out of them, and you're smoking, and you're smoking, and you're smoking, and it looks like the tree's on fire, and it forces everybody out, and, and the, they'll leave everything. They'll abscond thinking. See, and that's very interesting. That's a combo of what I do. I do – I've done the, the forced – or the, the – um, That's like a forced abscond. Yeah, but I've done the trap out where mm-hmm. I've left them. And I go back once a week and I check on yeah. them, make sure everything's there. It takes about six weeks. And yeah. then at about week four, I take a frame of, of brood with eggs and I put it in the, the box that the bees are going through. And then the queen and the workers smell that and they walk huh. out and they go into the box. And then the hive is, then you leave it for a couple of weeks and the hive is out of the tree and completely established in the box. And you just pack it up and go home. Nice. But you have to keep going back, and it takes six weeks. Yeah. What you're talking about, the four steps gone, we do that all the time in three hours. 
So we just smoke them. We put the holes in. Man, Matt's smoking, and I'm on the front with a vacuum. Yeah. And I'm just watching the queen. I've seen the queen walk out about 50% of the time. Yeah, and she'll come out. Yeah, and I just clip her, she'll come out. put her in the box, and then we usually leave it and come back the next day. Yeah, because everybody will follow her. Once yeah. you clip her, they'll, they'll follow her, mm-hmm. which is great. Interesting, but I've never done the cone and the smoke. Well, I don't vacuum. Oh, right. right. Remember me? Yeah. Over here? <laughs> comedian joke i'll vacuum when they invent one you can ride on yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just i i i just simple i like everything simple okay and the minute i add a gadget to it it makes it a little bit more complicated and i think there's enough going on that i don't need to add a vacuum to it there's a guy in um town that does removals kind of that way he puts a box next to it first as starts to do a trap out puts the cone on puts the the empty hive next to it and kind of forces the bees to go into the empty hive for a day or two before he's doing his removal. And then when he comes and does the cutout, all of the foragers and kind of guard bees are in the box on the outside. And he's left with only like the queen and the nurse bees inside where he's removing the comb. And he says it kind of cuts down on all the guard bees and the... Well, yeah, definitely the stinging and the in your face Uh and the aggravation because that's the the people that are... The people, the bees that are (laughs) irritated with you are the the foragers and the guard bees. The older bees. (laughs) Yeah, so he the says nurse he, bees are like, yeah, he eh. just closes up that nuke and moves it away, and then he comes yeah. in, and the nurse bees are the ones that don't really care. That they don't you're care, there. Yeah. and he says it cuts down unless you mush them. Yeah, on the <laughs> amount of bees you have to deal with and vacuum up, and yeah, like that's not a bad idea. Yeah, but you're going back twice. Exactly, and that's at, where at I was that gonna point. Go. Yeah, at that point, it it cuts into your time and your effort, and right. probably if, if it's your business, your profit. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when we're driving an hour, we have an hour radius that will go for the removal. Yeah. So I don't want to. And that's part of the reason we always we don't always leave a box there overnight. I don't blame you. And I, I, I can do that yeah. because I'm in a small town. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's what close, I offer to I to the city. Yeah. Now, yeah. if it's if it's close so. to us, we'll leave a box just to catch any foragers. Yeah. And a lot of times, um, I don't know, we, you know, we'll tell them if. In four or five days, you see anything bigger than a softball, just call us and we'll come back. And we usually go at night when they're all clustered up and just do one last suck up. Ah. So now, see, you're much nicer because if anybody gets left behind. Anything bigger than a softball. Oh, no. The scragglers are just. Well, I, but I've gotten all the foragers in, so I ah. usually don't have a softball size. No, yeah, you don't have anything that big. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, we don't. We don't stick around. I, I'm, we're a little bit in and out because yeah. Well, you have to be. You yeah. Or yeah. Or else you're, if you're there all day, then I'm not getting paid enough. Right. So makes it very expensive. <laughs> well, that's been a lot of bee talk. It has been. It's been fun. Yeah, it has been. I will uh, see you around the bee yard. See ya. Come, come do bees with me. No, you come do bees with me. Uh, come really, be boring with me. You really, yeah, I was gonna say. Do you really mean that? <laughs> been listening to the to be or not to be podcast for more information you can follow rebecca and michelle on instagram youtube and facebook at to be podcast thanks for listening and have a beautiful rest of your week